0: Welcome in to episode 137 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR Podcast Network. The Sources Say Podcast is presented by our good friends at Justice Dental. You can make an appointment at 1. of two Lexington locations that's on Wellington Way and Blazer Parkway. Now is a great time to schedule your dental cleaning. Remember that dental, regular dental appointments are important for your overall health. You can learn more and make an appointment at justicedental.com. Dr. Justice and Dr. Thompson look forward to seeing you soon. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Very happy to be joined once again by the one and only Sean Smith of Go Big Blue Country. Sean, how the heck are you? Uh, Fantastic. After uh, watching that second half, uh, Kentucky really
1: got things going in the final 20 minutes. And just uh, the thing that just continues to to go with this team, Jack, is just the records falling, the the crazy
0: statistics that continue to jump off the page. It seems like they do it almost every single game now. Yeah, we had uh, the first one. Well, I guess – Oscar Sheepway got his game or season high points, 29 points on 13 to 21 shooting to go with 17 rebounds. Just another unbelievable performance for the big man down low. And then we had Ty Ty Washington finish with 17 points and a Kentucky basketball single game record, 17 assists, breaks John Wall's record set against Hartford back in 2009, Sean. There was a lot of talk before the game about Xavier Wheeler and his health and what Kentucky would do with him out of the game in terms of a, a, a playmaking standpoint. Uh, and, I mean, he really, really fit the billing. Everything that you wanted out of out of your, your true number one playmaker, he was able to give you that for for the Wildcats tonight.
1: Yeah, and he had no idea that he was even closing in on a record, right? And then comes down to the final two possessions and get a couple of dunks, capped off by Oscar Sheba's dunk at the end. But the, the thing that stands out to me is at LSU the other night, I don't think that they had any idea what to do without Xavier Wheeler on the floor, but now they had three days of practice to get ready for this. And you saw some, some jitters and some unsure uh, situations in the first half, guys still figuring that out. I heard Keon Brooks actually say that in the post-game radio show with Tom Leach, that it was a new a new group, a new lineup. But then you saw that confidence and stuff kind of set in. And, and ironically enough, when John Wall set that record, he had 11 assists in the first half versus Hartford in 2009. Well, Ty had 11 in the second half and finished with 17. So just uh, an incredible performance. And, and I think now maybe we look back on this in March, and not saying that Savier getting hurt was a good thing, but it, it forced Kentucky's hand to kind of develop another point guard there. And that might be something positive that comes out of this. Even if it is just one game and Savier's back for Vandy like you hope he is, it forced Kentucky's hand to look at something different, and maybe it gave Ty-Ty confidence
0: in that role. Yeah. There, there was a lot of talk about is ty Washington a true number one? Is he just an off-ball type guy? Is he just a shooting guard? Or can he maintain – action at the starting point guard role and that was something that uh, I think there was a little bit of nervousness and hesitation going into this game because we haven't seen him outside of spot minutes we he's done okay in those spot minutes uh, but usually that was you know just very couple you know two three minutes at a time really haven't asked him to take things over the way that he had to tonight And, and I thought he he fit that role so well and I think it it kind of it was a process to start with, you know. I think UK started out one of seven from the field. The shooting was wasn't there, and I think there's a lot of gripes online, especially like, oh man, is it, uh, it another day, another bad sh- shooting performance for the Cats? Is is Xavier Wheeler being the straw that serves the drink the only straw that this team has or is there somebody else that can do that and and I think there was a little bit of hesitation to start with but I I really think Ty Ty emerged uh, just just kind of with that hesitation of can he be that guy I think he proved that he could and not only can he uh, he he can thrive I mean he first opportunity breaks John Wall's single single game record so clearly he's doing something right yeah there's there's two straws in the drink now yeah (laughs)
1: because that is the that is definitely a takeaway away from this game and, and you want to see there's going to be another point in this season Let, let's just say that Xavier does practice on Monday because John Calipari said that he will be available for Vanderbilt as long as he practices on Monday so let's just say that he does come back you're going to have to play without him again at some point for a stretch whether that be foul trouble injuries illness you just never know this will be the game that you look back on and say okay Kentucky's done it before uh, at LSU on the fly it was very hard you have your game plan. It, it's already scripted out. And then it kind of goes haywire. And then Ty goes out. Another guy that played very well tonight, Davion Mintz. And that was another thing, like confidence boost, right? Like that, that's what we've been waiting for him to do. He missed time there early in the season with an illness, uh, kind of getting his legs back underneath him. He was forced into action and played a ton of minutes at LSU. Really, really good tonight. Knocked down five threes, five of seven, 19 points. That is good version of Davion Mintz. And uh, that, that's good for Kentucky, continuing to build that depth and Something off the bench there. Whenever Xavier does come back,
0: and it's been kind of disappointing and frustrating and almost sad to an extent because every time we've talked to Davion, he's he's been like, "Man, uh, I was really starting to find my groove before he got sick." I I don't know what it was behind the scenes, but there was some talk that it wasn't. It, it was something even more serious. I think there was some talk like it was mono or something to that effect, where it really wiped him out, just kind of killed his, uh, you, you know, all of his internals, and, and just just really wiped him out as a you know energy and. And just kind of that physicality it was really tough for him to kind of crawl back and get back from that point uh, and he was talking about that how he you know he didn't have his legs in the games afterward and you could see I mean it's funny what looking at his box score in his game log uh, I mean you could really tell when he came back I mean Southern University was his first game back he had nine points He followed up six points six points five points seven points really just couldn't get anything to fall uh, in, in that stretch two of nine two of seven one of seven one of four then he comes back he starts to slowly find his groove against Missouri 10 points then he follows it up high point 16 points, and then again, and then or no LSU. He had 16 points, and then Georgia again tonight, 19 points. So he's slowly starting to find that root, that groove, and that rhythm. The things that we loved out of Davion last season, we expect to see expected to see when he announced his return this year. We're finally starting to see that for the, from the six year senior, and, and he talked about that after the game. Said, "Man, finally, finally, we've been waiting for for those shots to start falling." The exact quote: "Finally, right? It felt amazing. It had to pay off. I've been working my tail off." Every day, every night, getting extra shots. I'm just working tirelessly. This is a guy that that you could really tell that it was starting to, to just nag at him and really starting to hurt him that he wasn't able to impact the game the way that he knows he's capable of doing. And he clearly showed he's he is he is capable of being that guy again tonight. Yeah, he, he did. And let's look. Let's face it. Georgia's not a really good basketball team. They they
1: have a lot of flaws, uh, but Kentucky was able to find a way to win and they, and they played well in the second half. Something that they've done during this stretch of, of better play over the last three to four weeks as they've had strong second halves. I know the, they started quick at LSU the other night and then faded in the final 12, uh, but I think that's a big thing for this team. You, you get Davion playing well. You got Ty-Ty doing some things that, that are outside of his box and now expanding his game. It's adding depth and things that you can do as you get into February and March, and the, the schedule gets really tough now. I mean, they go to Vanderbilt, a, a team that's playing very well, uh, quad one opportunity, and then they follow up with three more quad one opportunities. So the schedule gets tough, and you need guys playing well across the board. Oscar Shiboy dominant again. And I, I said it on yesterday's podcast that I, I thought he could have a big game today because is leading rebounder, averaging 5.9. I didn't think they could keep him off the glass. Well, then he goes out, and he gets uh, how many points was it? 20, 29. 29 points, a point shy of 30, and three rebounds shy of 20 rebounds. But just another dominant performance by him. Uh, he continues to do his thing now that tata 's doing what he did today, and I-, I can't wait to see where this team goes over the next four games. Honestly,
0: now it wasn't perfect. It was because uh, even as impressive as 92 points and in-, in the win, 15 point win over an SEC opponent, you're never going to to give too many gripes about it, but. There was an opportunity for more, and I think a lot of that stemmed from the just absolute wacky, bizarre lineups that we saw Coach Calthor out there in the first half, and he even kind of doubled down on it a little bit during his postgame interview, talked about uh, how he likes the the idea of Jacob Toppin and Keon Brooks playing together, and that's something that I – think he is the only one on this planet that thinks that because uh, we sit there and watch and we go, what the world is going on offensively? There's no spacing. Neither of them can score efficiently. Uh, I, I think they can individually, but alongside one another, the spacing is an issue and it's just really hard for them to get in their sets because they're just so similar. They're different, but they're very similar uh, just, just in terms of playing style and things like that. So uh, I really didn't understand that. I I, underst- I guess with Savier out, you have to kind of play with lineups and kind Kind of do some makeshift things b- because of that, uh, but I thought it was really clear that when Cal went to his three three guard lineup to open the second half, that things started really opening up and that that spacing and and just the pace started coming back, and that's when the lead you started to see the lead extended. Yeah, so that, I think that's something that we we definitely got to get away from moving forward. Stop with the three big lineup. Stop with Bryce Hopkins at the three. If you're going to put him in, put him in as a small ball four. Uh, just try to create those mismatches and, and capitalize on the pace and, and the spacing. Uh, that that's when Kentucky at its best.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and then that's where the game really changed. Early in the second half, I, I'm walking back to my media seat, and the first thing you told me was the three-guard lineup. They went to the three-guard lineup, and then Kentucky starts fast. Next thing you know, stretching that lead out and building that momentum, and when you look at the numbers across the board, you, you had to play Toppin and Keyon a little bit together just so you could rest these guards. Uh, Savier, or not Savier, sorry, Tata Washington, thirty-six fifty. Uh, Kellen Grady played 38 minutes, and then Davion Mintz played 30 minutes. So all three guards totaled more than 30 minutes. And how about Oscar? 38-44. And yeah. the only time he'd come out was there at the end. And when Lance Ware goes in for like a minute, <laughs> and it is right back out. It's like the second time that he did that with Lance. And uh, that, that's really good to see. This is this has essentially became, or become a seven-man rotation mm-hmm. is what it's been. When, when Savier gets back, you throw in Jacob Toppin and Mintz off the bench, and they're going to play ideally seven guys. Bryce Hopkins will play a little bit here and there
0: yeah cal even said after the game they they asked uh, specifically about uh, davian or damian collins and um the, i i guess dante allen finished with 1 minute 1 in the first half didn't get a single shot up uh, he wasn't even brought up in the post game cal said that he would like to get damian and bryce more minutes but uh, when I guess Dante isn't even in that conversation anymore, which shows kind of where he is in this rotation. Uh, But yeah, I I mean, you look at the the minute distribution, you have 18 for Toppin, uh, 36 for Ty Ty, 29 for Keon, 38 for Kellen, 38 for uh, Oscar, 30 for Mintz. And then from there, one for for Dante six for Bryce and then one for Lance Ware and then zero obviously for Damian Collins so uh, I think it's pretty clear that Cal likes what he sees out of the top of his rotation and the bottom of his rotation is is no longer even part of the rotation I think it's pretty clear that he's moving with with seven players moving forward and that's going to be that how how about 70 shot attempts for you I mean the pace they scored 92 points 70 shot attempts only seven
1: turnovers that's going to win you a lot of basketball games i know the defense and stuff it's frustrating to watch uh georgia come in and score 77 on you 37 in the first half 40 in the second but i think when they're back to full strength Xavier wheeler adds a lot on the defensive end the way he pressures the ball and is a pest in that area uh but they're efficient offensively and that is some of calipari's best teams have been efficient in both those categories i'm interested to see where ken palm numbers fall uh at the end of the night and into tomorrow but uh
0: they'll be okay like very good second half that's my takeaway yeah and Vandy's looking a lot better than than people are kind of, have kind of given them credit for uh, Cal said after the game there's a really unique environment he's gonna have to talk to his his freshmen and some of the guys that have never been in that gym before uh, that it's it's a it's a whole new ball game to play down at Memorial and, and in that type of setting in that environment so uh, it's it's definitely going to be a test not the the you know major test not the LSU like we just saw uh, but it's it's definitely unique and, and Vandy's certainly playing better than I think a lot of people have given him credit for myself included like I said it's a quad one opportunity uh, you, you saw like tonight was a quad four
1: game uh, you can't overlook it though because Alabama lost a quad four at Missouri today now well that that might be a quad three by the end of the year because I don't know if Missouri is going to stay where they are uh, but you, you got to take advantage of these opportunities coming up. You got four quad ones in a row. Vandy's a, a different place to play. Uh, no students down there. That's that's obviously going to help Kentucky and stuff on Tuesday night. But uh, Scotty Pippen Jr., those guys, uh, it, it'll be a
0: tough game. Yeah, and I guess we'll we'll wrap it up with this. Uh, we saw our first glimpse of Kentucky's newest guard, Shaden Sharp. Made his Rupp Arena debut. He didn't play. He didn't even suit up. But uh, I got here like. 95 minutes before the game started to uh, specifically to see Shaden at Rupp for the first time. And and Brad Calipari was actually working with him one-on-one. I think Brad has been designated as the main Shaden guy, uh, I guess, to start with to kind of get his legs under him. It was really interesting, Sean. They They started with a lot of full court sprints, a lot of, uh, you know, running from mid court jump, you know, coming around a screen shots off the elbow, going back and forth on the on the perimeter, uh, right corner three, left corner three, right corner three, left corner three, just a lot of stuff focusing on on that conditioning while, you know, kind of getting shots up while your legs are tired yeah. i think that's something that, re- that they're really working on with but it was just good to see him in this setting in this environment for the first time even if it doesn't mean anything in the, in the grand scheme of things they're very clearly uh getting him ready for something uh, that individual work is where it starts he
1: can't help them until he is what he needs to be and if that means getting an extra work in, in today at Rep arena probably the first time he's taken shots in this building i'm assuming i don't think he'd been here at all this week before that but uh, I thought that was good and you you got the video footage and everything of him and and doing a lot of different things Uh, it was good to finally see him here we've talked a lot over the last two months you know when Shaden gonna arrive will he play Uh, we don't know that yet Uh, but we do know that he's here it was good to see him in UK gear and uh, down there putting some work and then in the huddle during during timeouts And, and one thing I think we should say too is Cal had a lot of good stuff to say about Xavier tonight. Mm-hmm. Even though Savir didn't play, he was the one that stood up at the half and spoke about the defensive uh, effort and some and stuff like that. I saw him the first one off the bench almost every
0: single time out out there, greeting Tati yeah. and other guys. Uh, a, a lot of good. Well shoot, he was out on the floor during the game. He was like a, an another assistant coach for the team. It reminded me of of the Tyler Eulis days where he was essentially a, a fourth coach on court coach for the team. It was pretty impressive. Well, John Calipari almost become one for Georgia <laughs> tonight. He was he was two
1: steps away from Tom Kareem's coaching box and uh, pretty funny.
0: Speaking of that the pregame uh, handshake awkward neck interaction grab. between Tom Kareen and Savir Wheeler I know that Tom probably meant well uh, you know kind of grabbing his old, his old point guard by the neck and you know just kind of being playful but you could very clearly tell that Xavier was very uncomfortable with it uh, I mean he is out for this game with a neck injury and he is day to day with a neck injury so Tom? I, I think he <laughs> should have better awareness than that uh, or maybe that was just kind of his goal he's like like, well screw this guy he left me I'm gonna you know try to extend his day-to-day to to make him a week-to-week situation but uh, I thought it was uh, a funny interaction Tom Crean is you Tom Crean's
1: a good guy John Calipari always has a lot of good stuff to say, but there there are moments that you just think, man, he, he, there's some awkward situations <laughs> there. And I can tell too. I've, I've been around Tom Crean twice, and both times we're in the men's bathroom at Athens, Georgia. <laughs> I don't know what are the chances, but that me and him both going to the restroom at the same time. So it, it he just always seems to. But yeah, he had him by the neck. You could in the steel uh, frame of Wheeler. He's like,
0: eh, like he, like man, my my neck hurts. Yeah, let, let me go. And he uh, kind of gave this, like, side eye roll, like, bro, are you serious? <laughs> Do you not realize the circumstance right now that I am I am hurt? Like, the reason why I'm in street clothes right now is because my neck is hurt? Like, you didn't get a kiss. That, that is, that's, <laughs> usually that's a, a Tom Crean special. Thank goodness we didn't see that because uh, I think we'd have a whole different list of topics to discuss uh, tonight on this show if, if that How were the case. How about Tata with the secret stuff? Did you see that? I did not see that. Yeah, that was he
1: uh, put a water bottle up and it said "Tata secret stuff." That was the uh, that was behind the seventeen
0: assist. Ooh, I do like that. And Davion said what you know they, he talked about after the game why he kind of became is emerging the way he is, and he uh, credited his his brand new baby puppy. He said that his his puppy is the reason why uh, things are going so well for him and why he's starting to shoot so well lately. So credit uh, Ty Ty's secret stuff and his his drink and uh, credit Davion Mintz's baby puppy. Yep, uh, just. Uh Now they're not full of storylines, right? (laughs) (laughs) It never gets old. All right, Sean. Let's get out of here with one final message from our friends at Prize Picks. The NBA season is well underway, and there isn't a better way to enjoy watching your favorite former Wildcats play than by playing Daily Fantasy with our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the simplest form of real money daily fantasy sports and just pits you against the numbers whether you're a fantasy sports nut or just a casual fan looking to add some excitement to the games price picks is the perfect game for you you simply select two to five players and predict if they will go over or under their projection price picks gives you the chance to win 10 times your money for getting four or five predictions correct you can have picks across sports as well with the nfl playoffs quickly approaching approaching add in some of those players to your picks with their over under projected receiving rushing or pass Yards. Download the PricePix apps app or visit pricepicks.com and sign up using promo code Pilgrim. That's P-I-L-G-R-I-M to get an instant 100% bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Don't forget that's the PricePix app or PricePix.com and the code Pilgrim to claim your bonus today and take your viewing of your favorite former Kentucky stars to the next level. Sean, let's get out of here. Where can fans find your work? You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com and you can follow me on Twitter at GBBCountry. You can find me on Twitter as well at Jack pilgrim ksr reach out to me via email at j at kentuckysportsradio.com with that we'll be back next time for another jam-packed sources say podcast we will see you then